30 something something of the feminine critique i am emily with me is christine and erica yes now erica's here which means what does that mean everybody <gasps> it's time for fast and furious uh, I, I think you mean fast and furious yes it's time for well i just meant a fast and furious film but it is fast and furious yes now uh I'm just going to say it, because this is the elephant in the room, people. So we had the Fast and the Furious. We uh-huh. had Too Fast, Too Furious, which is a clear way of saying this is number two in the series. Then we had the Fast and the Furious, colon, Tokyo Drift. Now, I, I, I don't know what that actually means. And, and, as we discovered, Tokyo Drift takes place in like an alternate time dimension. So maybe it's number three. It doesn't really matter. Then we have what most people would call, okay, what should be called the Fast and the Furious 4 or the Fast and the Furious, as I like to say. Instead, it is, what? What is the name of this movie? Um, Fast. Fast Ampersand and, yes. Furious. Furious. That's hilarious because I almost said Fast Ampersand Furious, but we were saying it at the same time. So I was like, I'll go with end. Yeah. No. So I said Ampersand. See, because that is what, what, that's what it's called. I don't know why you're confused. It's crazy how I would be confused of a movie that has the same title as a movie three movies before it, but without two of the thes. Netflix, as I pointed out on the on the Facebook page, Netflix on their disc, they actually just give it two titles. They give it the fa- Fast and Furious slash Fast and the Furious 4. Because how are you supposed to know? And probably I bet what happened was people got this movie, said, wait a minute, I didn't want the Fast and the Furious. I wanted the fourth Fast and the Furious and sent it back and reported a mistake and then Netflix was like, no, 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 it's the, fuck it, we'll just we'll just fix the, the label so that they know. That's yeah. my theory. I mean, I think it helps to if you don't have the dates and like if you have the dates of them in front of you, obviously it's very easy to put them in order. Well, but it's um it's not because they were all to me because there there wasn't that much time between all of them. I don't remember the difference between two thousand and four and two thousand and eight. Well, but it's all there, though. You could just look at the dates and put them in order. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, a lot, that's a lot of work, Erica. You are putting quite a bit on, on me right now. Emily, do you not know how to count? Are you trying to tell us something? I do not want to talk about this. Let's instead, so we'll talk about Fast and Furious later, as along with um, the movie I picked that I think these other ladies are going to have a lot to say about it, uh, Matthew Bright's Freeway. But before we do that, do we have any business or should we just jump right into the movies that we've been watching that aren't Fast and Furious movies? Yeah, sure. Yeah, let's jump in. <laughs> I, could, I could tell. I knew this was going to happen. I knew right away that you two were going to gang up on me. Knew it. Well, is that, is that, what, is that what's happening? Oh, I, feel it. <laughs> I was going to say you brought it on yourself, but apparently we're not ganging up on you. Yeah. Well, we will. We're just not just yet. Oh, yeah, not yet. Right. It's well, early yet. We'll wait till we talk about Amanda Plummer uh, doing some meth. But before that, Erica. Yes. What have you been watching lately? Um, I don't have a lot because I didn't keep a list this time. And I can't remember that far back because I have use, memory. Like, Letterboxd or any of those uh, things? I don't. I don't. I'm far too lazy. Yeah. Do they have an app yet? Last time I tried to use it, they didn't have an they app. And I was like, well, really annoying. I'm not going to turn on my computer every time I watch a movie. I mean, come on. Oh. Seriously. Um, so anyway, basically all I can remember is, um, this weekend because 
Oh, oh well, I saw. Did wait? Did I talk about how to? Tra- did I say I saw How to Train Your Dragon too? Not. Okay, I saw that. I remember yeah. that. I know you really loved the first one. I did. I loved it a lot, and I I enjoyed the second one quite a bit too. It was a lot of fun, and um, John Snow does a voice, Kit Harrington. Oh, cute! That's really cute. Yeah, um, yeah, I really enjoyed it a lot. I I liked it. I enjoyed it. I think it was as good as the first one, but not better. Okay, well, that, that's um, that's good news for uh, for a sequel to a a children's film. Yeah, I feel like I saw something else in theaters, but I'm not sure what it was. But anyway, this past weekend I went to go visit our mutual friend Lisa. Yes, indeed. And um, she had not seen the 21 Jump Street films yet. Oh, and I still haven't I, either. Uh, I own it. Uh, maybe I'll bring it with me this weekend since okay. I'm going to see you and you can borrow it. Um, since I kept raving about them to her, I finally just made her sit down and watch it. And by the way, she loved the first one. And then I was like, she was like, that was really good. And I was like, I know. Let's acquire a copy of the second one. <laughs> I, was just I know. That's come out on DVD yet? Um, well, no, I was talking about the first one. The first one's out. We watched right. it. Yeah, and then I was like, like maybe we should do this. Um, except there were, we couldn't acquire a nice version. So mm-hmm. it, it came out, guys, it came out on June 6th. It's still playing in Massachusetts. Whoa. Yeah. Well, it's still, it's, still playing, it's still playing here, too. Um, it's still like really wow. high on that, that box office it. list. I saw it in a sold-out theater on Sunday afternoon. Are you that sure mo- it was Massachusetts and not that like Mary or something? Has made a bajillion dollars. Yeah, it's great. We had to sit in the front row because they make you pick your seats, and we were an hour early, and there were only two seats left together. Is there like no internet in Massachusetts? Is there no like? It, it just sounds like was that the only movie playing? Nope. It's so weird to me. I know. It was crazy. The other stuff that came out recently hasn't been very good. Yeah, I'm just surprised well, it's even still out. Like, it's not I mean, out here still. What were they supposed still. to say? Sex tape? Fair enough. I mean, guys, sex tape? Fair enough. <laughs> I'm totally going to wind up seeing that just for <laughs> Siegel. Um, oh, I guess it is still playing here. It's just not listed alphabetically. Huh. Yeah, that's still... That's two months ago at this point. That is, yeah, in 2014. That's that's unheard of. Yeah, Um, we were going up. Movies were out for like six months, but yeah. Now though, there's crazy. So anyway, we watched that too, and it was just as good the second time. I still really enjoyed it. Um, And then, and we also watched Don John, which I've I've also watched before. So Mm -hmm. it was a rewatch for me also, Um, but it was it was also good again. So that's all you got. Yeah, I can't remember anything else. I'll chime in if I think something. All right, Christine, talk to me. Um, I honestly I haven't watched a lot in like the month since we recorded, okay. but um, I won't do all of them because that'll just get lengthy. Um, but I watched. Did I tell you I watched Walk of Shame? Did I say that? I don't remember. I, I drink sometimes and don't <laughs> have a lot of memory cells left anymore. Well, so, how I didn't was it? Say, terrible if i did say i watched walk of shame and that it was terrible i watched it and it was terrible um so there um i also watched jack ryan shadow recruit i don't think i said that i don't think is that the tom cruise one no that is the chris pine one. Oh, okay okay and terrible yeah um but not as bad as walk of shame <laughs> I also saw Snowpiercer, which was good, which was a good thing. Was um, it yeah, good? it was amazing. Yeah, that's I really enjoyed it. You would like really, it, yeah. It's I mean, it's 
apocalypse. It's Tilda Swinton. It's, yeah, man. It just sounds everything I want in the world and more. It's got Emily Wren all over it. It's um, yeah, yeah. It's real good. I'm itching. Um, uh, yeah, you should definitely check it out. I finally watched The Strangers. Um, oh yeah, what did you think? I I was very disappointed. Um, I don't know if maybe I could go back in time and watch it when it came out. I would have enjoyed it, but it was not scary or tense and it was just rife with bad decisions like character decisions that did Uh, me a lot when i watched it i'm like just look before you stab kind of thing yeah it was just like i said people talk that movie up like that was like the rebirth of you know a more minimal horror film like say i feel like it was a minor not turning point but it was this like uh, a different throwback style that was executed pretty well com- comparatively to what else was coming out at the time. Exactly, because if you go back and look, because I did actually Google like horror releases 2008, and, and a lot of it was um, like uh, remakes of Japanese horror yeah. movies. So it was this kind something kind of new in a way? So I see the the reaction mm-hmm. um, to it, but I didn't. I didn't. I wouldn't watch it again. And plus, you have um, to like subtitle it because you can't understand what Liv Tyler's saying because she mumbles. I didn't notice that. I, I watch everything with subtitles. Though, so maybe that's why. Um, I watched Winter's Tale. Do you know about the movie? Oh, you know about Winter's well, Tale? It's pretty. I've, I've heard the title. It's pretty infamous now. Okay, why? Um, because it's like got um it's like russell crowe and colin Firth. this is a romance movie the the reason i know about this is i think they kept like advertising it during either pretty little liars or four weddings one of like the girl shows i watch where that Mm -hmm. commercial would always come on and it because it's weird because it's like russell crowe in a lovey-dovey movie which doesn't really feel right but but it's like a really it's like weird and religious not religious and i guess based on a book but I don't know anything about that. And there's a Will Smith cameo in it that's really bad. It's a terrible movie. Like, people are like, how did this get a theatrical release? Because it's just crazy. Bad. You'd love it. Though. Okay, I'll put it on my list. <laughs> um, and I rewatched Halloween Resurrection because it's terrible and I love it. And um, I also watched um, Sugar and Spice. Do you remember that movie? I love Sugar and Spice. James Marsden. Yeah, me too. I am. It popped into my head, and I was like, I need to watch that movie. I remember really liking it, and it, it was as good as I remember. It's just fun. It's like an hour and three minutes long. It's like one of the shortest theatrical yeah. I think ever made. And, and, um, and if, if you read about it, there was a bunch of stuff cut and done, and it, so it's got a weird history. I would like to know if a, a DVD had any Did that features. Did before or after Bring It On? I feel oh, jeez. Like Do you know what year Bring It On was? Uh, I know that I was a freshman in college, so I know it had to come out by the year 2001. Actually, Sugar and Spice it was, was 2000. 2000. Okay. okay, so Sugar Bring and Spice. It on was 2000. Okay, interesting. Yeah, I feel like they make a good pairing. Bring it on yeah. like, a little bit, like, not meaner, but it's like a little, maybe a little, like, I feel like Sugar and Spice is just a really sweet movie. It's, it's sweet, and it's really tongue-in-cheek, it's really clever, it's still really funny, like, uh, it's it's good. I'm I'm glad you are. Yeah, and it has James Marsden playing Ernest, which is oh, always so amazing. cute. When he yeah. gets to play just the wide-eyed, like innocent, he is wonderful. 
Yeah, so, I mean, that's my tiny list of random things to talk about, but we should cover Sugar and Spice. Yeah, we should one day. I feel like we must have both <laughs> talked about it before. I really, it's really good. It is, it's cute. Okay, my list, um, I have a big, I guess I, I don't know, I guess I, I don't know where I'm finding time to watch all this stuff, but I have a good lot. Good for you. Yeah, I'll try to run through it quickly. Um, okay, a couple of horror sequels that I watched. Uh, Wolf Creek 2. Oh, how was it? Uh, okay, if you loved Wolf Creek and we're just like, I, didn't. I loved Wolf Creek and I want to see Wolf Creek again, then Wolf Creek 2 is the movie for you because it's basically uh-huh. Wolf Creek done again. Um, if you thought, like me, oh, Wolf Creek, was a, it was executed well, it did some things differently, okay, I can see why people talk about it. Okay, the I really like, I think the filmmaker can make a good movie, I want to see what else he can do. Oh, he's just going to do the same thing again. That's how I felt. I, I mean, I didn't like it ultimately but it's still a, a pretty well-made uh exploitation film i guess mm-hmm. um yeah i mean it's it's a recommend only if you really really just loved it and wanted more but i think want more should mean do something different but that's me um and along those lines uh i was on vacation in florida and it seemed to make sense then that amc would show like a jaws marathon <laughs> uh, especially because there were sharks in the water when i was swimming I'm really proud of the fact that I can say I swam and there were sharks that swam by me and yeah, badass. Uh, but so Jaws 3 and 4 were the ones that we ended up watching. I love Jaws 3. It's actually really fun because uh, it's just campy and it gets itself. Jaws 4 is 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 really bad. I don't, I don't think ever, I've seen the fourth one. I don't know if anyone's ever said that before. This might be a shocking statement, but Jaws 4 The Revenge, not a good movie. <laughs> And nobody dies in it. I think, well, two characters die, but you don't even know who they are. It doesn't matter. Jaws 4, avoid. Unless you're me, and then you'd still seek it out. Uh, A couple of, um, I tried to group these. A couple of streaming movies I watched. Uh, Atrocious, which was going off of Instant Watch. It is a Spanish found footage movie. Uh, Like every other found footage movie you've ever seen, um... I didn't care for it much. It wasn't terrible. I think it could have... It had a, a twist, but the twist wasn't really... Uh, it was so hard to get involved in the shaky cam that it was hard to get involved in the twist, I guess, so I didn't like it. Um, a movie that I really liked was a, on Instant Watch called Dark Touch. Mm-hmm. If you look at the poster, it looks like a generic um, ghost story, not very good. This was actually a really disturbing, weird little horror movie from the French female director who did a couple of movies that have always been on my list that I haven't seen. I think one is called In My Skin. Does that ring a bell? Yes. No? Yes. Okay, it's that director. And this is a movie that's basically about a little girl who's has kind of like Carrie-like telepathic abilities. Um, but it's, it's less about that than it really is just a movie about child abuse. Mm-hmm. But it's really interesting how it's about that. So it's a very high recommend for me. Uh, I also watched on Instant Watch, the Theater Day Bazaar, which is also, I think, going off Instant Watch. It's an anthology. Udo Kier is in it. A lot of random people directed segments, including, is it Richard Stanley, who did uh, Dust Devil and Hardware? I had a really hard time getting into this. I don't know. It's, I mean, this... I don't know what it is, but I have not liked a new anthology in a really long time. I just have not been able to get into them, and I felt the same way about this one. Not terrible, but I just couldn't give it. 
Uh, a movie I really liked was a apocalyptic movie. Big surprise, everybody. What? Uh, you? The Last Days, a.k.a. Los Dias Ultimos, because it was Spanish. <laughs> it was by the filmmaking guys who did Carriers from a couple years ago. Which I enjoyed. I loved Carriers. Uh, this is a similar, it's end of the world. Maybe it's there's a, a another kind of plague, but the plague is basically agoraphobia. So what happens is... Uh, if you go outside, basically, you're going to have, like, a panic attack and a seizure and die. Uh, so it's kind of about, you know, this the people that are surviving and this one guy's just trying to get back to his girlfriend, but he can't actually go outside. Uh, done really well, really well made. These guys, I think, really know how to um, look at common themes like the apocalypse from a different angle, um, which I, which is what I felt about Carriers. I thought they were they were exploring this in a different way. So it's a recommend for me. Uh, another apocalypse... No, it's not really an apocalyptic movie. This is a weird movie. Um, this movie is called After the Dark. It is about a class of high school seniors who are taking their last philosophy class. Mm-hmm. And the teacher uh, basically has, like, throughout the class has been giving them, like, morality kind of philo- philosophical uh, quandaries to, like, role play out. And on this last day, he basically says okay, this is your last test, is pretend that there is a bomb coming to destroy the world, there's a bomb shelter, but there's only room for 10 of you and there's 20 of you, so figure out who's staying and who's going and everything. And so it then sort of plays out like just the kids are doing the experiment, but it sort of is them in class, but then also them in this kind of like fictional bomb place. Um, It's really hard to describe, and it's the kind of movie that's like... uh, If I was a philosophy teacher, I guess I'd show it. Um, But I liked it. It's strange and it's an odd way of exploring some of these themes. Ginny Weasley is in it from the Harry Potter movies. Oh, fun. The kid that's in everything. The the young, blandly good-looking Australian guy who was in Plus One and The Purge and Sanctum. Yep. Who's in everything now is also in this. Uh, so if you like him, then give it a go. It's, I don't know, it's interesting. I think, I, I just love anything that's end of the world bomb shelter related, so it was right up my alley. But I think people that kind of like really talky philosophical movies might like this one. Uh, unlike the next movie I'll talk about, which is The Mummy Theme Park. <laughs> that's I've heard the name of, of a film? That's the name, not only is that the name of the film, but that's the name of the theme park that is the topic of the movie. The movie is about, in Egypt, this guy is opening up a mummy theme park. And, of course, it turns out there's real mummies and ancient curses and really bad effects. And Is this American? No, I think it's Italian. Okay. It's all dubbed. I think that, like, the guy who did Aladdin did the voice of one of the guys. I swear I knew the voice and it was killing me. There's, uh, this movie didn't have a screenwriter, apparently. The director is credited as produced and directed by. I watched the entire credits. There is nobody gets the credit for writing it. Uh, It just miraculously came to me. It just happened. It was produced. It it was directed. It was dubbed. Uh, The special effects are adorable. There's like a little model train that goes by. And then like a a, a life-size actor walks by it. So you're like, oh, killed that effect. Um, it's, It's dreadful, but dreadful in the way that if you really like dreadful... Italian-made movies, go for it. Um, speaking of Harry Potter, I, I read the books, guys. How cool am I? All of them? Yeah. 
Hooray! It's 2014. Like, recently? Yeah, I know. Okay, I'm not. I know. Well, I haven't. I haven't read them at all. Okay, good. I'm gonna come to you with all my questions. Yeah. See, I felt very. Again, I, I've said I felt left out because people were talking about it. Meanwhile, I should have felt out. Felt left out 15 years ago when the books came out. But I really enjoyed the books. ABC Family had a marathon on, so I watched um, Azkaban and Cobble to Fire. And it really is funny how I've now become the, the nerd who's like, who kind of, the movies almost did nothing for me because I'm like, oh, there's so much more heft to the books. Yep. Yeah. Never, never thought I'd feel that way. I still really respect the casting of those movies. Yeah. I just wanted more because you would, like, yeah. death, I wanted Nick's death day party. Like, that was yeah. the one thing I was looking forward to in Azkaban. Yeah. I, I have a complicated relationship with Azkaban because Azkaban is my favorite book and my least favorite movie. Interesting. So it was, like, a huge disappointment. Like, I know people love Azkaban because they, because that was the one that, what's his name, directed? Oh, God. Uh, Alfonso Carrion. Yeah. And I, like, I feel like everybody talks about Azkaban as, oh, that's the one where it gets dark. Well, the book gets dark. Yeah. And I think, I guess, maybe in terms of taking it away from Christopher Columbus and growing up the kids a little bit, like, I think maybe it had more, like, offstage effect than anything else. But yeah, Azkaban leaves me kind of cold. Um, I think Goblet of Fire is where, as a film, I think it works better. Um, mm-hmm. And the one after that is. Not uh, Order of the Phoenix. Order of the Phoenix, which, again, I I really liked that book. That book, Goblet of Fire, was probably my favorite of it, but I really liked um, Order of the Phoenix. And there were things I really liked about the movie, but it was amazing how, like, how cold they left me after actually reading the books. Yeah. All right, now... I mean, I enjoy them for what they are, but, yeah. it, like, well, people, I, you know, I'm like, you kind of have to use them as, like, a compliment to the yep. book and I think you were one of the people who used to complain about it all the time someone complained about it to me like well because who was it was it someone it was something to do with a podcast where they were talking about like um at the end of the last movie when um Molly Weasley's whole thing like there was like I don't know. Someone had a comment about how that didn't make sense to them. And I was like, well, if you read the book, blah, blah. And they were like, but I shouldn't have to read the book to watch the movie. And I was like, I agree, but that's the way these books and movies are. Like, you'll get more out of them mm-hmm. when you watch a movie if you read the book, just because there's more background right. and meaning in them. Yeah. And I mean, I think that's fair. I think it's, I don't think, see, where I think it's a problem is when it, uh, it's one thing if it's like, oh, I read the book, so I understand this on a different level. Um, it's another thing if, well, I didn't read the books and this part of the movie is leaving me cold. Like, I think <laughs> that's, and I think, I mean, it might've been me. I'm someone that I really always feel like a film should stand on its own. And, um, my problem with the first two Harry Potter or not the, not Harry Potter so much as other adaptations where I feel like it's too close to the book. And I'm, if I wanted to read the book, I'd read the book. If I want to watch a movie, I want you to, um, adapt it. I don't want you to translate it. Um, but at the same time, if there's something that's not working in a movie to somebody who hasn't read the book, I think that's a fair uh, drawback to the film, I guess. Is mm-hmm. what I'm saying. But, yeah. um, okay, the other type of nerd in me did a couple of musicals. Showboat from 1950, I think, which I'd never seen. Uh, music's really pretty. Music's great. Story, meh. Carousel, uh, 
music is gorgeous. It is one of, I think, Rodgers and Hammerstein's best, or Rodgers and Hart, can never remember, one of their best, except it is a pretty morally reprehensible film about how it's okay if your husband beats you. Um, but it's really pretty music, guys. Uh, I can't remember. Did I talk about, Christine, did I talk about Strictly Ballroom last time? You did. Okay. Well, then I didn't watch that recently. Uh, and then a couple of things, a couple of classier movies. I watched Night of the Hunter, which I'd seen before, but Brandon hadn't. Uh, Charles Lawton's only directorial film on TCM. I recorded it. I still think it's amazing. I think it's haunting and weird, and Robert Mitchum's fantastic in it. Um, also watch Peeping Tom. Michael Powell's Peeping Tom. I've, I've seen it twice before. Brandon had never seen it. Again, I think one of the... Um, I don't know if I'd say one of the, because I don't know what you can classify it as. If you want to classify it as horror, you can. One of the best films of the 60s, I'll just say, I think. Uh, and did I talk about Hoxon, Witchcraft Through the Ages? That does not sound familiar. Okay. I know, I've heard, I know what that movie is, and I don't think I've ever heard you talk about it. Okay, it is from 1920-something. It is a mm-hmm. Swedish film, silent movie, obviously. Uh strange um hard uh, really hard to it's sort of a documentary about the persecution of witches essentially uh it goes a lot also into the kind of hypocrisy of the christians that are going after them mm-hmm. really fascinating to watch in terms of film history to see kind of really early representations of these really horrific images so it's a recommend. It was, again, on TCM one night, and I was able to remember and record it. So I think that's everything I've watched. <sighs> I tried to tried to speed through it. You did, you did. I, I tried. Oh, no, there was one more. I watched a documentary on Jonestown, because we talked a lot about plagues. Not plagues, cults, last time. Yes. So there was a documentary on Netflix, Jonestown, Paradise Lost. Oh, I've seen it. Yeah, it's really great for when you're at the gym and you're on the elliptical and you're like, what's going to get me moving? I know, a documentary about Jonestown. It always gets me going. Yeah, and it did. And this one was was pretty good. So if you're interested in Jonestown and cults, like us sick bastards are, then it's worth a watch. Okay. So that was my movies. You've talked about your movies. You know what that means. (laughs) Is it time to talk about some different movies? It's time to talk about some different movies that start with F. That's true. (laughs) Today's episode was brought to you by the letter F. Uh, do we have a vote on what we're going with first? Should we just do freeway since it came first? Sure, yes. why not, right? Okay. And this will put me in a great mood for when we talk about The Fast and the Furious Part 4. Okay. So before we talk about freeway, we'll take a quick break. We'll be back to talk about Erica's new favorite film, Freeway. <laughs>
to discuss 1996's Freeway. I had seen this movie before. Christine, you had seen this before, had you not? Okay, so, well, apparently I was wrong. I hadn't seen ah. Freeway. I've seen Freeway 2. Confessions of a Trick Baby. Ugh. How did you find that movie? That movie's not released anywhere. Um, it was for the other podcast I used to do, um, Movies About Girls, and they used to put it in, like, a shared, like, the movie we were okay. watching in a shared folder. Yeah. And, like, we would all access it, so I don't fucking know is the answer to your question. Okay, yeah, because it's not, I don't think it, it ever got released on anything other than maybe VHS. Uh, well. <laughs> I wonder why. I didn't say oh, anything. Uh, Matthew Bright, who is best known, perhaps, for another cult classic, if you will. Uh, one of my favorite uh, DVD purchases of, of recent years, Tiptoes. Yeah. Still haven't seen it. I We will amend that one day. Don't you worry. Don't you worry one bit. Uh, Freeway, 1996. Um, I think, I don't know if this, this might have been his first full-length film. I don't know for sure about that, though. But it's 96. It's kind of in that um, era of Pulp Fiction did really well. So mm-hmm. now a lot of these smaller film studios are giving money to young, daring auteurs. And with that came uh, Freeway. Who would like to summarize the plot of Freeway? Hi, I guess I'll volunteer. <laughs> Since Christine jumped at the chance. Clearly. Uh, I don't know. I think my connection for that one, I think but, my yeah. Skype like yeah, um, something that? happened. That's what? Weird. Where are we? Um so Freeway is essentially like very very lightly based on the Red Riding Hood story. Mm-hmm. Um so you have Reese Witherspoon who I keep wanting to call Alicia Silverstone for some reason, but you have Reese Witherspoon and um, she is in high school and she's kind of, I'm not, I'm honestly not sure how we're supposed to perceive her. Like she, she can't read. She's illiterate. Are we supposed to think she's like trying to do okay, but is just really dumb or is she just like a bad girl? I'm not really sure what they wanted us to think. I don't, think she's supposed to be I, I think the, the first I think she's supposed to I mean clearly her home life was not very conducive to an education right um, so she probably was able to coast through school without uh, ever actually learning how to read um, but and it seems and she is uh, what's the word sassy if you will um, yes but not and like she talks like later about like you know she used to steal stuff but I don't think she was supposed to ever be perceived as a, you know, a criminal bad girl. I think it's just she kind of was more of a, like, plucky survivor type. Okay. Um, so, yeah, so there's her, and um, she's a terrible, terrible home life. Um, she's, like, molested by her stepfather. Her mother's a Amanda her Plummer. Amanda Plummer. Need, yeah. She do not even say anymore, really. <laughs> yeah, essentially, she she's a a whore she's a hooker Mm -hmm. and a drug addict Uh, both of them are drug addicts um and essentially they both get arrested and child services come and they're going to take her back to the foster home but she doesn't want to be in a foster home um she doesn't want to be in the system so she tries to run away to her grandmother's house um and gets picked up um well, she steals the car, and then the car breaks down, and she gets picked up by Kiefer Sutherland, um, who you 
quickly learn and suspect is this serial killer that's been killing young girls along the highway. Um, and it, so much more happens. Like, should I keep going? I don't like that's the basic summary. But do I talk about more about what well, happened? I, think, I don't think you have to go through the specifics, but I think you hit on the important things, which I think is kind of where she comes from. And then the kind of turns into uh, being in a car with a serial killer turns into a prison movie. Right. Uh, it's it, it turns, takes and then turns into a very to me very nineties like media circus uh court case drama briefly and so on it's yeah it constantly it takes is so many different turns like like that's literally like what i said is literally what the back of the box says so like that's what i expected the whole movie to be it was just like 35 minutes yeah it was just him chasing her and taunting her and like coming back and going away and blah blah, blah. and that's not what it is <laughs> at all not in the least no uh, not even close what was that laugh about what'd you think Coming, going away, and coming back. I like. I would rather hear Erica describe the movie than watch the movie. <laughs> but it's not even. That's not even the movie that it was. That's the movie I just thought it was going to be. So just tell me, did you both hate it? God, yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Um. Yeah, I don't know. It was um really what's that word? Schizophrenic, but in the worst possible way ever. Um. Just because you make a character outrageous doesn't mean it's interesting at all. Um, there's too much yelling. Um, the accents yelling were in a terrible. bad accent. Oh, yeah, so much yelling. I guess Reese Witherspoon did a good job being absolutely insufferable, but I never had any idea how I was to feel about her character ever. Like sometimes she was like smart and sassy but like uneducated which is totally fine but then she would say things like he was gonna do sex to me so is she special needs like, i don't understand I, see to me yes and i to me that's part of why i really well then it. i'll rewatch it with that in mind and then maybe i'll like it Well, because i think this movie is supposed to be in a lot of ways like constantly flipping uh the expected tropes in a way you you, when you introduce, like, okay, here's your um, wrong side of the track, wh- white trash uh, heroine. So you're thinking, okay, she's going to be plucky. She's going to be, um, you know, she might not be the smartest, but mm-hmm. I'm going to be rooting for her. And they make it really hard to root for her because she is. She's a brat. And she's not somebody you'd ever want to spend time with. Um, you know, she says some things that are just like, oh, stop that. But I think. Like when she screams the N-word? But I think that's... like It's funny because when I was re-watching this, because it had been like probably like five years since I watched it, and when I was watching it, I was watching it in the morning, like before work, and when I got to that part, I'd kind of forgotten it, and I was like, oh, like, I forgot about this. But then, as I kind of got through the rest of it, I'm like, right, I'm like, it's not that... I kind of had the same reaction, I think, that the cop does, there's a black cop in the movie, and she does. She has a freak out at him where she just kind of, she uses the N-word. She says some very derogatory things to him, um, which is really hard to watch. And it's hard to watch when that's supposed to be your heroine and your protagonist. But then you go through the same thing that the cop does, which is you discover her boyfriend was black. And you kind of instantly realize, like, wait, no, it's not that she's a racist. It's just that more she felt in that way that he was talking to her the way she was talking to him, I think. 
mm-hmm. that he was in this room with her, looking down on her, calling like she could feel the exact way that he felt about her at that moment, which was um, poor dumb white trash. And so her defense to it was just to throw it back in his face and kind of give him what she felt he was giving her. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I kind of like that the movie is bold enough to do that and to me get away with it, but I understand somebody else just being like, fuck you, movie, I don't like that. Because it's not fun to watch sometimes. Unless, I guess, you're me and still kind of kidding. <laughs> you, well, you you enjoyed it, so you should continue to talk about yeah. it, unless Erica has other stuff to say. Because, like... I I really really tried and I I said okay I I kind of get what this is trying to do I'm pretty sure I understand where this thing is going, but and and I even tweeted this and I, I this seems to be my my fallback lately but maybe if I had seen it back when it was released but now it just seems grating and an extreme for the sake of it like it doesn't really seem to yeah. serve a, I mean, a higher I purpose. Feel like any of this type of movie, um, like. Uh, what's another one? Like, was it The Way of the Gun? Like, all of those kind of mid to late 90s independent mm-hmm. movies like this, I think do definitely always have that feeling of, I bet you were more amusing in 1997 when I hadn't seen 50 of you. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and there's something about it that doesn't, for me, it feels dated and it doesn't, right. it doesn't, and- Work now, and that means to me. For me, that means it oh, yeah, wasn't that's, really that's that great. For see, I think for me, it works on the reverse way, because to me, this movie is so '90s. Um, not only with the fact that you have a really young Reese Witherspoon, you have Brittany Murphy, you have like all of these. You have the girl from the Brady Bunch movie. You have all these like random faces that like are so '90s. But I think to me, it's more. This movie feels, especially once you get to the courtroom stuff, mm-hmm. that it's it is it's a few years after OJ. It's right around the Tanya Harding time. Uh, to me, it just kind of epitomizes this like National Enquirer age of this is the exact um, type of story that people would have latched onto at this time. And there's something about like the morality of it and that everybody was kind of judging morals but yet everything was really seedy in kind of this like pop culture justice system that I think is why to me it works as a like throwback to that era I also really like hearing Reese Witherspoon say sexo (laughs) I find that really funny like by that point in the movie I had kind of like fallen back in and out of love with it and then sexo Mm -hmm. I found myself (laughs) chuckling again Erica. Erica. Yes. What? Over there. Oh, no. What? what did I do? I mean, did you at least learn the lesson of what to do when you're in prison, which is always fight the toughest bitch before she gets a chance to throw in a punch? Yeah. But we know that's, that's how it works, right? Yeah, that's the, of course that's the way it works. You Even like on Orange is the New Black, that's the way it yeah. works. Oh, that reminds me, you have Guillermo Diaz in this movie? Yes. Like, you, there's just you know, so many. Brittany, I really liked Brittany Murphy in it. I will say that. Yeah. Um, if the whole movie had been about her, I might feel a lot different. Um, she, I mean, she played like kind of, you know, extreme character, but like with some subtlety. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. She was, she was interesting. And, and she, there was know. like the sweetness about her too. Yeah, which is, it made me miss her. This was cool a few years, I guess, before, 
maybe like two years before Girl Interrupted, um, mm-hmm. where I feel like she has a similar, it's also, she's in a jail or asylum at that point. And yeah, she had that, like she could play crazy but sweet really well. Yeah. Because she was also kind of chubby at that point too. Yeah. Well, I, she wasn't like skinny right, bobblehead she had, she Brittany the, Murphy yet. The big head, yeah. big face. Because I, I feel like I remember reading interviews where she's like, it's not that I, I got really skinny. It's just that I had a lot of baby fat on my face. Yeah. That's what they all say. Sure. Sure. It's what? not that I'm anorexic. I'm just vegan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, Oliver Stone was a producer on this film. Uh, to me, the most interesting credit was who did the music for this. Danny Elfman, right? Danny fucking Elfman. Yep. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that when it, in the opening. I forgot. I was so excited to have a score that wasn't a Tim Burton tuba score that but sounded like everything else. was a Tim Burton score, yes. I felt like. I don't know. I felt like it was, I, I don't know. I mean, great. It was very Danny Elfman. Yeah, but it wasn't Tim Burton, Danny Elfman. I don't know. This felt not like every score I've ever heard by Danny Elfman. I feel like there, I, I feel like there aren't many, I don't know. I've, well, maybe it's because for the most part, I've only listened to Tim Burton, Danny Elfman, but I feel like there aren't that many layers to Danny Elfman aside from Tim Burton, Danny yeah. Elfman. He really likes those tubas. He does. And I, and I definitely like watching it. I was like, oh yeah, there's Danny Elfman. Like I definitely felt it mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. Uh, now, where did everybody stand on Kiefer Sutherland in this movie? <laughs> those, those makeup prosthetics. <laughs> Oh boy, I don't, I don't know. I just, I just don't even know what to say because I'm like, literally, the first thing I texted M when I finished watching the movie was, "What did you just make me watch?" Like, yeah, I, I don't even know how to form an opinion on it because I'm just like, "What? Some? Why did someone think like this was a good idea?" I don't know. I can't wait till we all watch Tiptoes together. Oh goodness! You know what? That's that's what that's what we're doing at the wedding. That's what I've decided. <laughs> at the wedding, yeah, dinner time. Instead of like toasting, it's gonna be like, all right, everybody, for the next hour and forty minutes, I want everybody to sit here. We're putting out a projector, and we're just gonna sit there and watch tiptoes. <laughs> oh my! Um, I knew when I realized what this was, and that I had seen the second one. I was I was really upset that it was an hour and 42 minutes (laughs) so you haven't seen the sequel no i haven't oh my everything about this that i didn't like is the entirety of the second one like that's the whole movie it's just everything i didn't like yeah i know it was not well received but there's a couple of like really ardent defenders of it yeah Uh, vincent gallo's in it Vincent, that's right, it's Vincent Gallo and Natasha Lyonne, right? Yep, and then there's another girl like that Natasha Lyonne hangs out with and she says something like about having sex with them dead people. I don't know. It's the most ridiculous line. <laughs> See, oh, God. It's funny, because I guess this and Tiptoes are the only stuff I've seen by Matthew Bright. And I, I mean, he has clearly the potential to make terrible movies. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just, especially for this being one of his first films, I just admire his moxie of like fucking women in prison. Let's do a women in prison movie. Oh, what's that? We're gonna do. Uh, we're gonna make Kiefer Sutherland into the weirdest creep we can. Let's make him into the weirdest creep we can. Um, I don't know. I I admire the audacity of it. And granted, I don't. I feel like 
I can't think of one right now, but I can think of a similar movie in style and attitude to this that I might hate. I think this one, it's because it's quirky in a way that appeals to me as opposed to quirky in a way that turns me off. And I mm -hmm. think it's just a very personal thing of, of a matter of taste. A lot of people loved this movie and a lot of people hated this movie. If you look at like Rotten Tomato scores or just read reviews, they are wildly in favor of it or they are wildly against it. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's it, because it is such a, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, uh, it, it's yeah. unrestrained, I guess. It's hard to fall in the middle of it. You either, I think, are charmed by it, I guess, or you're just like, well, you guys, what the fuck am I watching? Yeah. Um, so you both didn't care for Reese Witherspoon in it? No! 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 <laughs> yeah, I, I, I just think she's so... This is right shortly before election. Um, so she's still... She wasn't by any means known at all. This was before Cruel Intentions. And I just feel like she just she was really young when she made this thing. She was probably like 18 or 19. And she just goes for it. And I feel like if if there's a problem with it, it's really in the direction of maybe they should have pulled her back. But she goes for it, and I respect maybe that. Maybe they should have gotten her, like, speaking lessons for her accent. Well, she's from Tennessee. That was that was a Tennessee accent? She's from Tennessee. I don't know what kind of accent she was doing. She was in a Dollywood commercial when she was, like, seven. She's from Tennessee, okay? Well, her accent in Sweet Hope, Alabama is really bad, too. I think she is, like, over-exaggerating her own accent, and it's, it's just awful. I, people can't really talk like that. It's really bad. Oh, you have, we've been to the South. People really do talk like that. No, not to that degree. I don't know. <sighs> Some family in West Virginia that might beg to differ, <laughs> I tell you what. It was just really awful. It hurt my head. <laughs> um, it was all, you know, and to, to, you know, get back to being not mean about it. Um, <laughs> although I am pretty mean about it. It was paced really weird because there was no actual, like, there was no real story. It was just all over the place. So you never knew where you were at in the movie because it was just didn't have like a, like a, like a, like a narrative, <laughs> like things no happened. through line, I guess. Yeah, I, get, I was avoiding saying that because I couldn't back it up. <laughs> but, but if you want to say it, I'm going to agree with you. Well, again. It's, it's just like, like things just happen. And sometimes I guess that works if like the, the overall theme is something that you can kind of latch on to. But when you're just like, things just happen. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I don't hey, want to watch things just happen to, to this girl. To compare uh, Freeway to Kill Us for a moment, because um, as I said with that movie, I love a movie that continues to become a different movie as I watch it. Uh-huh. Um, and again, pure memory. But to what degree, Emily? Uh, wait, what's the best example of that? Um, oh, I know I have a good one somewhere in my head. Of no, see, I really like a movie that starts out well uh, d from dusk till dawn. Well, yeah, but it does that once. Yeah, this did it like four it times. Yeah, I know, but hey, what? Everything's better in uh, not in in uh, over non moderation. I don't know, yeah. moderation in excess. So if it's you. if it's good once, it must be good seventeen times. Yeah. Well, you do it again, and if it doesn't work, you do it again, and so on. So then we get 
fully little red, this is their second little Red Riding Hood uh, adaptation, if you will. That's true. Yes. And I like the way they deal with it too, where it's like, it starts out as, oh, there's a grandmother. And then it's like within one line, she's like, oh, come on, Bob. Sexo. You can't just keep saying that. It's not going to bring us around. <laughs> you said that, but maybe by the 19th time, maybe it will. Sure. I'm going to use it in the reverse when I talk about how the Fast and the Furious needs to name its films better. Man, I have things to say about that movie. Wow. <laughs> oh, no. Not like in a bad way. Okay, good. Oh, God damn it. Why can't anybody be on my side? <laughs> I kid. I kid. Well, maybe, maybe I liked the next movie we're going to talk about. We'll find out. So do, do either of you have much more to say? I feel like I did a terrible job at this review. I just literally do not know what to say about this movie. I'm, so, I just. So let me ask then two questions. Um, did you, were you just the entire time watching it? Just were you trying waiting to for it to out, end? Yes. Hold up, were you trying to figure <laughs> out what it was doing and where it was going? Or did you just find it a painful experience to watch? Um, I think I was like, what happened to the little red riding hood story like that intrigued me like you said freeway and you were like reese witherspoon 1996 Kiefer Sutherland. and i was like oh and then i like read the thing on the back of the box because you mailed me the movie and i was like oh like okay i'll like i was open-minded when i went into it i was like oh this doesn't sound like awful like i'll give this a chance i like twists on fairy tale stories like that like i'm i'm in for that i watched O when i was a freshman in college <laughs> um not that that's a fairy tale, but things I hate about you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, Why didn't we watch that? Seriously. <laughs> um, but then I was watching it, and I was just like, "Well, that like that story was gone really quickly, and there were just like all these other things happening." And I was like, "Why? I don't. This is not the movie I started watching, and now it changed again, and I don't know why it's doing this. It felt very like." not cohesive at all well i think part of it too i don't the to me the cover art is really not fitting the movie because the cover the whole, art is the name of, like, of the movie is not fitting to the no, movie I like <laughs> 10 minutes of the movie takes place on the freeway yeah. and, and, and i, I think because of that expectation because yeah. of that expectation not only by the description but because of like the, the movie and the cover like that for me is where the pacing issues came from like so when when we get like our quote unquote money shot on the freeway i'm like so this movie's over right yeah <laughs> i was like oh that that was short and then i was like oh it's still oh it's still going oh oh we're in oh it's still going we're in the courtroom okay <laughs> no oh we have to follow her we're to prison we're now? still going yeah. <laughs> oh now we're freaking out of prison like oh okay i guess we're still watching this movie i mean i i would classify this as a black comedy and we've said before, black comedies are like one of the hardest movies to sell uh, to an audience. So I think that's probably part of why the like marketing, as far as I can see, is there's sexy Reese Witherspoon in a little tube top and there's Kiefer mm -hmm. Sutherland and he's going to do things to her when really that's not at all what this movie's about. Uh, and, and the other thing about black comedies, I, I think they're the most along along with probably horror films, they are one of the most polarizing because it either, I, you either are in, in sync with that line of humor to that film or you're not. 
Um, it's funny when I can't remember. I think I can't remember. I told you, Erica, this. We watched. We tried to watch Heather's a few weeks ago. Brandon had never seen it. And what? I'm, That's interesting. Yeah. You did not tell me this. Oh my god, I didn't tell you this. Okay. Um, I have a feeling I'm going to be very angry in a few moments. Be so pissed. Uh, I'm not coming to your wedding. I was going to say. Um, I think we're going to have to make sure that we don't have the line where they say if anybody has any objections to this marriage. I am going to object. Yeah. And they don't have to say the line. I'm just going to object. <laughs> Let me preface this by saying Brandon also doesn't like them, didn't like Clueless. He was kind of, he just couldn't get a that's hold That's different. I still feel like that's different. So with Heather's when we watched it, it was kind of, I'm like, you know, and I even thought, I'm like, I don't know if you're going to like this. You might really hate it, but I feel like you have to give it a try or you have to watch it just because it's such a, it is such a cult classic. It is referenced everywhere. It, you, you, you need to see it. Um, and we got maybe about 30 minutes into it and he just paused it. He's like, I really hate it. And I'm like, okay. I'm like, I had a feeling that might happen, but it was, it's bizarre to me. I mean, I love Heather's. I, I find it funny, but it is such a particular tone and style of humor that if you're not, if it's not speaking to you, I mean, it's like stand-up comedians. There are stand-up comedians that, are wildly popular that I can't understand why people think they're funny. There are comedians who I laugh at that person right next to me might think are dumb. Like who? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> now you're putting me on the spot. <laughs> Sorry, I just wanted to see. Because sometimes we're so similar, hey, but yet Gallagher sometimes we're... Was, oh, I'm still entertained by Gallagher, okay? If anybody wants to surprise me with a, with a trip, then get me a front seat at a Gallagher show and get me a poncho so that watermelon can rain on me but I understand okay. Gallagher is just not everybody's cup of tea you know uh, so it's it's that and this movie is definitely one of those if you're not uh, if if you're not laughing at Matthew Bright's jokes this is going to be a pretty painful hour and 40 minutes there were yep. jokes in this movie <laughs> I think they tried to put jokes in this movie is that what was happening? Is that what I didn't understand? There were jokes? I yeah don't... it was like it was zany it was like zany and wacky and there were jokes Right? I, I didn't think, see him either. I feel like you guys are talking about a completely different movie than I watched well, right now. But I didn't you know. know social politics and stuff about how like nobody believed Reese Witherspoon because she was poor and everybody believed the white upper class key for Sutherland and stuff. <laughs> and stuff. That's but that's not funny. Well that no, I'm saying that's true. other stuff to it too. That oh. it wasn't just for laughs, you know, there was also but, um there was like the whole thing with um you know when when Kiefer Sutherland kept showing up after she like yeah after she shot him I guess that was from her shooting him but like when he was like in you know had his neck all whatever and the head thing and the the eye and the huge thing in his mouth like that was supposed to be funny oh it was just gross yeah well I chuckled like when he smiled you and me both lady but. I- <laughs> <laughs> but I understood what it was trying to do. I just uh, actively did like it. Yeah. All right. So on those lines, shall we rate it? Oh, oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Quality of film. Who's going first? Me. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Reverse alphabetical <laughs> order. 
Um, well, they actually made a film that has a DVD release, so I guess I'll give it a two. Oh, wow. Wow, that's like some old school Katie on show show ratings. I was going to say, I think it's <laughs> a one percent movie. Um, okay, I'm going to obviously go higher, um, yep. but I don't by any means. Ten. Great movie. I just, uh, I admire its audacity, and I really like the performances. I like every, to me, everybody is going for it in different ways but somehow it kind of clicks together so quality of film for me i'm just gonna go i'm gonna say it's a little better than average to go with six that is very high well that this is quality of film yes yeah um well they made a movie <laughs> right <laughs> um the guy from do you remember that show the pretender oh it was on for like a week wasn't it I, it, 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 but it, it was on for a while. It was on a long time ago. I think it was an NBC show back when I was, well, when we were teenagers. But her stepdad was the dude in that. Okay. So, that so I mean, he was in it. it. Quite a bit. That was something. Um, 3.5. Okay. <laughs> uh, quality of enjoyment. Quality of life made by the film. So, how does the grading system work when it negatively affects your life? <laughs> do you guys do Anything like under five would mean negative? Right? Oh, okay. It's not like negative integers. Like I don't need we to don't give it like a minus. That's, that's okay. Just getting confusing, Erica. God, uh, sorry. Um, then what would that make five? Uh, five I, wouldn't be average anymore if we did negatives. Right. So under five is where you get negative. Yeah. There was a math category on Teen Jeopardy today. It was so hard, guys. So hard. <laughs> Teen Jeopardy? Those yes. questions? They should be easy. Teen Jeopardy has been weird because most of the questions are easy, but then they last, there was an entire category on Katy Perry. I don't fucking know. Oh, I would have been great at that. Right. Most of, like, the 14-year-old girls were good at it. But then there was the math category, and it was like, I swear, I didn't know any of it. It was really upsetting. Sorry. It's okay. You okay? Yeah, it's fine. I'll just never be okay. a I've lived with that. Quality of life? Um, quality of life, I... Also a two. <laughs> okay. Um, I'll go higher. I'm, <laughs> again, obviously. Um, I'll go seven. I enjoy it. It's weird. I like it. It's, it's uh, moxie. It keeps me guessing. Seven. Christine... Um, 2.5. <laughs> okay, then. Uh, on that note, I promise. If it makes you feel any better, I would give the um, Freeway 2, I would give that like a zero. Well, I don't know, because for all I know, I would like Freeway 2 more. Oh, I don't. You might, you would probably like it more, but for different reasons. Yeah, see, I really don't like Vincent Gallo. I have. You would, you would, it's absurd. Like, this movie is, is not for me, but it's never like what asshole made this movie? Like, I never was like, what the fuck are these morons doing? But the other one I felt that way. Yeah, I mean, in terms of quality, this movie's way ahead of Tiptoes. Well, that's good to know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that doesn't mean we're not going to cover Tiptoes at some point. All right. Be ready. All right, we are going to take a quick break, come back, and talk about fast. Talk about end. Talk about furious. Oh. 
Dakota, you got my better year. Montana, you got five years of my life. But your sub-zero wind will never touch me again. A southern girl can't live on snow and ice. On how we So, there was the fast, there was the too fast, there was the Tokyo Drift, and now there is Fast and Furious. Uh, this is the fourth entry. Directed it is. again by Justin Lin, correct? Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a chronologically comes after part two, I guess. Or like after part one and two. What? I don't know. Just talk yeah. about it, Erica. After one and two. Okay. Because three takes place in an alternate time dimension of the past, as we've already established. Uh, so now we are in part four. Or just kind of like part three. Um, just Erica, tell us what happens in this movie. Um, so basically, <coughs> um, Brian is back to working for a government agency. I forget which one. Which one was it? FBI, it doesn't really FBI. matter. It's the FBI. Brian is back to working for the FBI. I don't um, know why I yelled it. <laughs> you, I know you were very adamant about it. I feel good about it. Um, <laughs> And, well, in the opening scene, um, Dom and Han, who unfortunately is the only scene he's in, but it's the best scene in the movie, so it's fine. Um, And two other men whose names I don't know, but they come back again later. They're in it. And Letty are um, performing a robbery. They're robbing gas from a moving truck, um, which you need to drive fastly. There's got to be an easier way to do this. You have to drive fast and furious to do it. So those that's their skill set. They're little, utilizing their skill set to perform a crime. That's fine. Um, so anyway, that happens. And then Dom like has to go into hiding um, because the cops are on their tail and they're going to get them. Um, because obviously that robbery went wrong. So everybody splits up He and he leaves Letty. Um, and then you find out, that's when you find out that Brian is still, is, is a cop again. He's in the FBI. Um, and he's searching for this big time heroin uh, dealer named Braga. And um, so then Dom gets a call that Letty is dead. And she has died. And basically, <laughs> thank you for generally like, that's how it works. But I don't. Want to she has died. She, she is dead. <laughs> Her heart is no longer beating. She no longer has a pulse. Um, if you were to hold a mirror up to her mouth, it, it, would, be there. it would not fog. Um, her body is 28 ounces less, 20 grams less than it was. I'm sorry. It's late. I'm really tired. Oh, you're doing great. I'm a little loopy. So, um, <laughs> Dom, Dom finds out that she was working for Braga. So now he's looking for Braga and Brian is looking for Braga because he's trying to find him for the FBI. Um, so now they're both trying to be drivers and they have to compete and race to get spots to be drivers for Braga so that they can both kind of, These so that Brian. most intense job interviews ever. I know, but they're fun. Yeah. It was a crazy race through traffic following a GPS that looked like a video game. 
Dude, um, it was Crazy Taxi. It was Crazy Taxi, and then later on, it becomes, um, what's that one game? That one, God, we're all so tired. Cap. This is a mistake. Great this was a mistake. No, it's... I'd be totally in for that. Fuck. That one where you drive around and you get to change the radio stations. Grand Theft Auto. Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. yeah. Very yeah, video game. This... This movie had a lot of video games. This one was very video gamey. Well, the cutest thing is at the funeral when they like show all the cars at the funeral and they're all different. Cars. Oh, it's, it's adorable. Really adorable. It's like everybody's racing car. Yeah. Um, but anyway, the point is that they're both going after Braga and they kind of have to like come together and get him while working together, and that makes them be friends again because right now they're they weren't really friends at the end of the first movie. Brian let Dom go, but they weren't like right, BFF. Point break friendship. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then um, Brian gets to b- get back with his sister, whose name is escaping me right now. Jordana Brewster. That's all. Yeah, whatever. Her yeah. Name is. Um, yeah. Should I go into everything, or or is that good enough for now? Well, I mean that that's think, the that's the plot. Of it. I think that's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Good job, man. Well, thanks. Done. So now, Christine, have you seen it before? No. Okay. Um, I hadn't. This is it for. I'm not. This is it for me. That sounds weird. Um, after this, this is it. This is it. Walking away. But I had only seen the first one and didn't remember it. Never seen the second one, and I'd seen the third one a couple times, but I hadn't seen anything from here. All right. So now I will. I didn't mention this. I remember when this came out because I remember thinking, did they remake Fast and the Furious? Like how? Because it's the same name. As far as I can <laughs> the know. name has been giving you and trouble it was all since the same then. Actors, it was weird because <laughs> this was sort of like touted as like the return of your favorite characters from that one movie. Um, but it is definitely it's the first, I guess, true sequel in a way because it brings back everyone. Right. And this was the one that really turned around the franchise. This is one the one that made like a shitload of money and had like the opening weekend record for whatever it came out in, like April or some crazy month. And it held on to that record for a long time. Yeah, because Vin Diesel was back. Come on. Vin Diesel was back. Yes, he was. Um, And you also had, like, the sort of Mexican Gilbert Gottfried in this movie, which I think... Oh, he does look like a Mexican Gilbert Gottfried. Oh, wow. Yeah. (laughs) Seriously. Distracting. Because at first I really thought, I'm like, what is that? No. But, oh, this... We could... I can see this. Campos. Uh, His name is Campos. Yeah. So, I learned people's names for this one, guys. I do. I, I just write down Shea Wiggum with an exclamation point because I was happy to see him in there. And Dude, I, I freaked out. He's barely in it, but I was so happy. I know. He's, he's, he's just great. He's really great. And he's kind of wasting this. Yep. Um, but it's fine. Uh, and because I watch this with subtitles just because A... Vin Diesel mumbles and he's really hard to understand. I have no idea what you're talking about. And B... My air conditioner is fairly loud, and my TV can only get so loud, so I really couldn't understand anything that anybody was saying. Um, so that's because of that, I found out, why did Phoenix spell his name F-E-N-I-X? That bothered me. I noticed that, too. I don't very, know. Very strange way of spelling it. Um, so that he could call his car the F-bomb. Did you not see that at the end? I did not. I did see that. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, so smart. You know what? I'm fine. <laughs> Ten stars. Why didn't they just call it the pH bomb? Because it makes the same noise. That's true. Uh, I I, I will start putting it out there. Now, I have, because as I think I've expressed before, I'm not the biggest car movie person. I don't drive much. Uh, I'm just not that impressed by car chases in movies. So therefore, the 
most so far the first three fast and furious films left me pretty cold as far as the car stuff went um this was definitely the first movie where i really did enjoy the chase scenes yes the tunnel I'm, stuff was the beginning of my there we go victory oh, dance it's all coming together now um i mean the opening heist was again me kind of rolling my eyes and how ridiculous it was no, the opening one was awesome. It was so good, though. It was, yeah. it was just some, like, oh, this is so complicated. Can't you just wait till he pulls over to pee kind of thing? Uh, no, because then there's witnesses. They're on a mountain road. There's no witnesses except this one dude. And that dude had a pet iguana. Come on, that was he awesome. He did, man. Oh, he saved that iguana's life. He like, tucked and rolled. <laughs> wonder if iguanas make good pets. They're kind of adorable. Hang on, that one did. Uh, wait. <laughs> that um, one did. The... Sorry, distracting. I had to throw something at my cat for a minute there. Sorry about that. Uh, the, yes, the chase scenes, the tunnel stuff, which again, most ridiculous job interview ever, but that stuff. That was, was the really actual cool. job. That wasn't the interview. Wasn't it first they had to go through? I don't remember. No, the street oh, race was the interview. Yes, 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 yes. But they did the tunnels twice. That's why I. They did do right. the tunnels twice. Yeah. They did the one job and then they had to actually get, get the guy. Um, but and no, get him I, back to the yeah. United States. I did genuinely enjoy. The, was this one? This one was not in 3D, was it? Or was I it? I don't think so. Okay. Um, but, I mean, the car stuff to me in this one was finally where I'm like, okay, I get it. That's that's some fun action. Still not. If I want an action movie, I'd still rather have like guns and dudes fighting each other. Um, but if I'm gonna get a car chase, this was the movie that finally I'm like, yeah, cool. Well, the good news is that the traces only get bigger and more ridiculous from here on out. <laughs> this is what I hear. This is what I hear. So I look forward to it. Uh, the This movie looked great. The color palette was really fun. Uh, the Because you had, like, the desert stuff, but then you also had, like, the really, really strong pops of color that I feel like were probably a little bit Tokyo Drift, but in this one, it just... It was pretty to look at like I liked looking at the movie uh and I really liked the fact that there's a scene where um Vin Diesel like beats what should be the shit out of Paul Walker like he's punching him hard in the face <laughs> um either Vin Diesel Vin Diesel has very <laughs> has very soft knuckles I like your pronunciation <laughs> so, Vin or, Diesel. <laughs> or Paul Paul Walker has a very hard face because there was not a nary a drop of blood uh, in that scene where like he's literally breaking he should be breaking his nose Paul Walker had a hard face R.I.P. well well, no I'm gonna say something that would have made me sound like a jerk (laughs) I'm just gonna say Paul Walker R.I.P. every episode guilt me every time I kind of roll my eyes at him in the movie yes um, That's exactly my plan. Uh, I thought he also, I think, was was better in this. I mean, Vin Diesel is really fun to watch in this movie. He was the best thing in the first movie. Uh, to me, Paul Walker isn't the most charismatic. I mean, he is white bread, and that is kind of the joke of his character. Um, but he got such a good moment in this one. He got to beat up that obnoxious dude. His co-worker at the FBI. Oh, Che Wiggum. That's the one me and oh. Christine were, were <laughs> Sorry. <screaming> over. <laughs> but yeah. Who is he? What is he from? Uh, everything. Uh, he was in um, Shelter. He was on Bo- He was in Take um, Oh, what was the name of that horror movie? Splinter, Splinter. Splinter. He was in Splinter and he was awesome in Splinter. <laughs> I know. 
Uh, if I bet if you look him up, you've seen him in something. He's one of those like every man actors that that appears everywhere. But he's when he gets like a good part, he's actually a really good actor. Uh, but yeah, I thought Paul Walker was better in this. He was more. He kind of held his own a little better than I thought he had in the previous films. I still, it still bugs me. I don't understand why these movies can't have a really cool villain. Um, this film was a little better. Well, we had a twist, twist in this one. The twist was cool, but the villain was still. I don't the twist was why cool. It's so hard to make like, why can't the villain also have a pet iguana? How hard would that be? Because that's not the point of these movies. The twist was cool, though? One more thing that would have been fun. And I think Christine's having issues over there. You know <laughs> the, the, the little twist of who the villain was? That wasn't even a twist. I was like, aren't we supposed to think he's the bad guy the whole time? Well, spoiler alert, now we are. Well, I mean, come on, guys. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't think so. I don't know. I, mean, I just once I got to the, once I got to that point. I well, I I mean the first time I watched it. Once I got to that point, I was like, oh yeah, that's him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I wasn't thinking that the whole movie. I was watching the cars drive fast, like I was supposed to. No. That's true. Don't don't think too much. Just no, watch the cars. Not designed for that. No. Uh, is there a villain in five that is anything special? Um. I feel like if you don't answer it right away, it means. <laughs> Probably not. I'm sure. See, the problem is that four, five, and six all tend to mesh into my head because, like, came out already. Yeah, that's what they was. They were working on now. That's seven. No, six is out. Seven is being worked on. Movies are they gonna make? Um, I kid. Do any of them have a good villain? I don't get why why you would not have an awesome villain in these movies. Because that's not the point of these movies. The point of the movies is just to watch them drive fast. Are you that worried that if you were to have, like, I don't know, Antonio Banderas, like, really, really hamming it up as your villain, that that would take away from the Well, Emily, I I, I, don't you think that the second one has come the closest? No, because I thought Cole Hauser was so boring in it. But he, I think they were trying to have a, like a really they interesting kind cool of villain. Trying, but okay, let's have an interesting villain. Let's just cast a really, really white dude, um, and make him kind of a dick. Like that's, it, yeah. Because I know white people are villainous. Well, obviously. Look, <laughs> oh well. I mean, in theory. I'm sorry. I was I was on IMDb trying to answer your question. I don't know why I couldn't earlier. In theory, The Rock is kind is kind of your villain in the fifth one. Okay. Well, there you go. Because he's coming after them. Right. Which technically, in the first one, I guess your villain was sort of Vin Diesel, right? Yeah. Or Paul Walker, depending on which way Depend- you look at. Yeah. It's exactly. True. This is very true. But it's. I mean, I I am going to stay very firm on this because. I just, any action movie, you should have a good villain. It's very simple, and it's not, it should not be that hard to just make your villain have some weird quirk or just cast an actor that's just really out there for it. And do it, like, imagine, okay, let's take, let's, Michael Shannon in Premium Rush, make him the villain in the next Fast and the Furious movie. How fucking awesome would that be? Only if Joseph Gordon-Levitt was also there riding his bike next well, to the he cars. He but he doesn't have to be. Joseph Gordon-Levitt as a villain, playing the character from Premium Rush only as a bad guy, would be great. 
I can rattle off charismatic performances in movies that would are just so easy to throw in in this movie. You have to have a villain. The last three movies all had to have the one bad guy. Why is it so hard to just make him memorable? I don't get it. I I mean I keep repeating myself, but I think like that's just not the point no, of the and movie. I'm just not going to agree with your point. I know you don't have to agree with me, but make Gilbert Gottfried the villain, not the Mexican Gilbert Gottfried, the American Gilbert Gottfried. That would be a Fast and the Furious movie worth writing home about. I'll tell you what. But they're also like, <laughs> excuse the pun. They're also vehicles for Vin Diesel to do Vin Diesel. Like, Ugh. can we talk about Vin Diesel? I mean, Vin Diesel can act against other people. He would be. I know, and he does in the next one because him and The Rock are really mm-hmm. fun together. But I think at this point, it was they like in 2009, it was like Vin Diesel hasn't really done anything in a while. We're bringing him back for this movie, and that's our selling point. Like, we don't want to cast someone. We can't invest an extra, like, $100,000 in casting um, uh, Gilbert Gottfried. No, because they don't want, like, a name to take away from. John Ritter would have been a good villain in a Fast and the Furious movie. Christine, you would like to talk about Vin Diesel? I don't Emily like... Mars would be a good <laughs> Apparently, Emily does not want to talk about Vin Diesel with you. Oh, sorry. What, what are we talking about? Oh, I don't like Vin Diesel. He is the... the he is the... um, What's that thing? A weak spot in these movies for me. Um, if he wasn't in them, like he wasn't in some of them that I liked more than this, mm. um, I would like it more. He, he is obnoxious. <laughs> Oh, I think he might be like that in real life, too. I'm mixed on him. Because, again, I actually shockingly liked part two, the Vin diesel one. Yeah. And I remember when, when the first movie came out, I remember watching it and being like, okay, I kind of get why some people really like this, this Vin Diesel. But... <laughs> I just, I can't understand a word he's saying. He's like the Liv Tyler of muscle actors, basically. Um, And I think he has charisma. I mean, he's, like, just his look, his demeanor, like, yeah, that's, it's something different, and he carries himself well enough that I could see why he became a star. But at the same time, I don't know that he ever has the real talent enough to really make the character interesting. So, I mean, I liked seeing him in this one again. I think him and Paul Walker together just had a better chemistry this go around where it felt like, okay, I'm in a little more invested now than I was in maybe part three, maybe part two, and certainly part one. But I, I mean, I, if I was a making movies, I would not personally want Vin Diesel to be the one carrying the tent, I guess. I'm going to make you guys review the pacifier. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Can we because share it with Kindergarten Cop? Sure. I've never seen Kindergarten Cop. Go ahead, yell at me. Oh my god, you've never seen Kindergarten Cop? No. Wow. Christine, you've seen it many times. Of course I have. Jesus. I saw it in the theater. My gosh. Sorry. It's okay. Well just when we get through the Fast and the Furious movies, we'll just we'll pair up. We'll continue to do Vin Diesel Cop. movies. We'll just torture Christine with Vin Diesel movies. Oh That's man. Pitch black boiling point. Chronicle the Riddick. No, Riddick. I've seen I've seen all the Riddick movies. I hate them. 
We could do triple X and then pair it with a triple X porn parody. On a triple X porn parody. Why, I why would we not do triple X with triple X two starring Ice Cube? Well, I've never seen triple X two, but I hate triple X. I love triple X. I've seen a lot of Vin Diesel movies. Yeah, for someone who hates him, you've sure <laughs> celebrated his whole. His I just whole, I. I've really tried to understand people's um, interest in him. I understand the that he doesn't, especially when he kind of hit, he didn't look like other actors at the time. Like, that in itself, I think, made him kind of, like, stand out a bit. And there's, like, people that just like, like the muscle aspect of him. But, uh, Boiler Room. We could do yeah. Boiler Room. It's not terrible. And The Iron Giant, which everybody always goes to. As yes, movie. that's true. Oh, wait, we did Saving Private Ryan. We forgot about that, didn't we? Well, we did it already. That's why I didn't bring right. it up. Oh, he, was in a, he has an uncredited role in Awakenings. Which I will never watch that movie again because it's sad and fuck it. Um, and we could do Guardians of the Galaxy. Because <laughs> he is Groot. Mm-hmm. He is Groot. Um, there's already two more Fast and Furious. Oh no, one is a short. Oh, what's that for? Say, fuck, they're going back to the not numbering movies, but I guess it's a... It's, it's a short. Yeah. And Triple X, The Return of Xander Cage, you guys. <sighs> I can't wait. wait, wait. wait. Okay, let me... Oh, no, okay, it is. It's little x, big x, small x. Yeah. Oh, it's x because his name is Xander. Yes. I... And he does extreme sports. Extreme... So, wait. Okay, his name is Xander. He does extreme sports. And... What's I haven't seen that movie in a really long time, but I'll... He's got a, he's got a three x's, right? I'll watch it and one. tell you. <laughs> Now I'm going to have to watch it just to figure out what the third X is. Um, so, what else do we have to say about Fast and Furious? Oh, well, I was going to offer this up to you guys. In the next one, since you guys like two so much, you get Vin, Vin Diesel and Tyrese. Okay, that, yeah. that makes me happy. I know I know more than I should about um, the fourth five. and the fifth. Five and six, I um, because those happen to be my my boyfriend's favorites, and he won't shut up about them. <laughs> and how we're finally get to the good ones, and how they're finally going to be good, and it's going to be great. He wants to come on the show and talk to me about them. <laughs> <laughs> but, but he he says as I almost fell asleep during four um, a couple times, uh, and he was like, "Oh, don't worry, get through this, and and you'll be good," because this one was kind of boring. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, I, I mean, to me, I thought all of them were boring. I think all of them have moments of engaging character stuff and moments of cool action stuff. But I just think the plotting of the police work and mm-hmm. the crime stuff, I, I think is awfully done in all of them. I never really know what's going on because either they don't explain it well or I just really can't pay attention to it where I just keep getting bored. Um, so I, I think the like plot of all these movies is done terribly to me, but like with two and with this one, the action stuff was good enough or in two, it was the character stuff was good enough that I could still kind of find some merit in it. Erica's going to disagree with everything and say they're all amazing. The guy who wrote this screenplay, put his name on it. Take that mummy theme part. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) 
they're just fun. Like, I just enjoy them. I just like the characters, and I like watching them drive fast. And... I just want them to be more fun. I, I, there are I, elements. Oh my God, fun. Emily, that's exactly what yeah. I said last night. I said, why aren't these more fun? Yeah. This should have been the most fun fucking movie. Mm-hmm. This movie took itself way too seriously. Yeah. And that's what I liked about two. To me, two exactly. didn't take itself seriously. Whereas one and three and this one all like have this gravitas about it that I just, if you're going to do that, do it well and give me, okay, be like a Michael Mann movie and give me this complicated plot that I have to be invested in with cool car chases. Yeah. Or just be a popcorn movie and celebrate that about yourself. That is exactly how I feel. Yeah. Um, but then I was told to be quiet and shown, I guess, a scene from the next one where Tyrese and Ludacris meet. Ooh. Yep. So, I was told to, that should that should keep me interested, okay. and it did. It was good. Yeah. So, yep. Because I mean, Eric- the next one's the best one, guys. <laughs> I know, Erica. You like to compare this a lot to the Step Up series, and I can see the parallels. Um, but I feel like every one of these so far, save maybe for two, has essentially been Step Up one. No. No, that is the worst comparison ever. I there just, was. I there just, was like, this- called out Erica's mom. Like, no. <laughs> Was there was an really unexplained drive by in Step Up One. I forgot about the unexplained. Well, you know what? A, char- like, a character dies in all of these, and it's supposed to be important, but it doesn't feel important. Which is kind of like the unexplained drive by. It doesn't feel important that Michelle Rodriguez okay, died. This one, it did. I'll give you that. But yeah, like, the two best things went away immediately. The two what? what? The two yeah. best things went away yeah. immediately. Like Han, but Han will be back for all of the movie next right, time. I, I've fine. heard that. Yes. And he'll be eating and leaning, guys. <laughs> Han's going to be there, and he's going to eat, and he's going to lean, and it's going to be great. You make, you make very large promises, young <laughs> It is, and we're pairing it with Step Up in Las Vegas. This is going to be the best episode ever. I, I can't wait. Because I thought Step Up came out, like, last weekend. I'm like, oh, my God, it's not going to, like, by the time I get to go see it, it's going to be out of the theaters. But no, it comes out next weekend. Yep. I'm ready. Actually, I have to call Brianne and make a date to go see that. Oh, uh, when are you guys go? I let me know if you go on the weekend because I may end up coming out to Long Island for like various reasons. Um, if I do, we need to. Because otherwise, um, I'm gonna have to go alone. Maybe we could go on. Well, I just have to figure out what's going on with Mike because we were supposed to go away that weekend actually, and we're not now. But I don't know we're if we have to go away the weekend. Step up for five. All in came out. My God. I think it. I think it was originally supposed to come out. A different it was, weekend, right? It was supposed to come yeah. out this past weekend, July twenty, or this no, yeah, I, last weekend. It was supposed to come out like July twenty fifth. Um, yeah, I think it was because I think I tried to get yeah, them to do that for your bachelor party. Yes, <laughs> I briefly I remember, mentioned like, it. Even trying to time it, being like, okay, so that weekend I'm going to be busy, but maybe I can maybe during the week I'll go. It's I'm, I apologize, listeners, if you're like, oh God, wait, talking about your schedule, but it's really important that we all it give is. our money. And it's not just like, oh, if I see Step Up. No, I need to give money to Step Up so that they make yeah, up a Step so Up. so that they make more. Yes. Um, so we, I could probably go that Saturday afternoon or Sunday right. afternoon, we're but gonna, let me... talk more about this in detail. Yeah. I'll text Brienne and we'll coordinate and we'll see it. And, and Christine, you should fly in just to come see yeah. it with us. Okay. <laughs> I, I haven't seen one of them. I think it's just one that I'm missing. If it's, do you remember which number? I think it was the, the last one. Oh, the last one's pretty fun. What was it? That one called? Uh, the Miami up. one. 
So, because there was there was there was the third one. It was Step Up 3D. And then there was the Revolution one, right? The Revolution was four. Yeah, that's the one in Miami. Yeah. So I didn't miss one. That's the one with the guy from Pretty Little Liars. Wait, maybe I didn't see that. Who knows? I'll watch them all again. I don't care. You would, you would know if you saw Revolution. It's it's the one with it's the, the one that ends with message. the big dance scene. <laughs> oh, that one with all the dancing and has a romance. Yeah. I don't think I hear. I don't think I saw it. It but. also stars Peter Gallagher's eyebrows. It does. Yeah. So it's it's worth checking out. Certainly. It wasn't my favorite. I really. Oh, the dancing's pretty great. It's not the best. Step Up 3 is still the best. Followed by Step, Step Up 2, two is well, it's still the best. but The second one's the best one. Yep. Followed by the first one, trailing very far behind is the third one. Tell me how wrong you both are about one. <laughs> At least I put three after two. One is a long, long way away you from You mean anything. the original starring Channing Tatum? It is very good. Or are you just trying to walk away? Is it because I made you watch Freeway? Be honest about it. <laughs> From here on out, everything is because you made me watch Freeway. <laughs> <sighs> you, uh, I guess what, what we're talking about, we're talking about Fast and Furious. Yeah. Right? Okay. So, okay, just to get back on track and really so I can gauge what you guys are feeling. If you had to order them where we stand now, how would you do it? Okay. Uh, for me, I would go two, four, three, one. Wow. Yeah. In terms of me enjoying the movies. Hmm. Erica? I think it's four, three, two, one. Huh. Wow. You, Christine? Um, two, three, one, four. Wait, where does two fall for you? Two? Yeah. Three? Oh, two, three, one, four. <laughs> yeah, one, four. Yeah, I, I think you, two. you three, dropped three, out on I two. dropped out right when I said two. It was my favorite so far. Okay. And I blame Tyrese. Yeah, because he, he, <laughs> he brought the fun. He did bring the fun. And the, <laughs> he brought something else, because too. what is your real, like, fun element in this one? The there fast driving. Yeah, like even part. If the whole movie had been the opening opening sequence, then great. But that was not the whole movie. Like this one's just so heavy. Oh, and, and Wonder Woman is in this movie. Everybody knows. Yeah. That. Oh, is she the the chick? Giselle. Yes. The only real chick. On I guess her name's Giselle in the movie. Okay. She was. She comes. Movie. She comes back, right, Erica? Yeah, she's back for five. All right. I didn't have a problem with her, so she's. I like her. It. Yeah, she's gonna be wonderful. Okay, I still wanted Gina Carano, but a little fit, if you ask me. But that's exactly. fine. Exactly. Put a little meat on that. Dr. Wonder Woman, Amazon. Mm-hmm. Damn it. That's what Gina Carano would have should have been Wonder Woman. I know she's I'm not probably... that great of an actress though. But oh, you can edit around that. Can you? Haywire. When, can you? when you're exactly. the star of the movie. Well, she won't be Haywire. <laughs> I like Haywire. Oh, I did too, but she... I liked her in Haywire. Yeah, but... <laughs> That's it. Well, I, have, I have nothing else. Yeah, but... But, yeah. Point is, this movie needed the real Gilbert Gottfried, not the mm-hmm. Gilbert Gottfried. Uh, my only other notes that I wrote down... Um, maybe you're the bad guy, pretending to be the good guy, which I thought was a really deep line. There are so many bad lines in this. But they're not, like, 
It's, you know what it is? It's, there's a line between if you're going to deliver, deliver them knowingly or deliver them really seriously without any irony. And this movie doesn't do either. It goes somewhere in the middle. So it's like Jordana Brewster says that, but she doesn't commit to it, but she doesn't like totally back away from it. And so it's like everything just is flat in this movie. It's, it's look who you're talking about. Does Jordana Brewster commit to anything in these movies? Oh, gosh. Well, Jordana Brewster is such a yawn. She's, she always is a yawn, isn't she? At least she's she, well. She's gonna start driving next movie. So was, well, briefly, yeah, she drives in this one, and I'm like, so you just have the instinct? Like, has she ever really driven much? And by the way, can we not a spoiler alert? But realize that this movie is gonna end with like, you know that episode of Angel, where they go into <laughs> there's like the demon fighting pit, and it ends with them releasing all the demons. And there's this moment where they're like, oh, we just released like 50 demons on the streets of Los Angeles, huh? That's kind of where this movie ends. Like not, no, it doesn't. I don't remember that. Well, it kind of ends. Yeah, was that an episode of the real Ghostbusters? How are they? <laughs> how are they actually gonna get just one guy off that bus? Is all I'm asking. Oh, okay. I got what you're you saying. Know? I didn't understand. There's gonna be some. There's gonna be a lot more like raping and robbery and murdery in that strip <laughs> of wherever they were going. At the end of that movie. Maybe that's what the short film that bridges that film to the next film is. Which I hope there. Yeah, I really like. The opening and the closing. Now that you talk about the closing again, there's no, there's no short film in between these two. Oh. Five picks up directly where four left off. Okay, that, that again, that kind of makes me interested. I'm intrigued to see how they handle that and how many prisoners get free. <laughs> we, we will see. Uh, there was also my only other note was Walker and Vin, D- Vin Diesel um, fighting with snake legs. Do I know what that means? <laughs> yeah, it's when he beats him up when he finds out that. Oh, <laughs> spoiler and alert! This little like wraparound thingy, right? Yeah, because yeah, cute. Brian is the one who had Letty working mm. for Braga. Yeah, it was it was cute. So it's kind of Brian's fault that she's dead. Right. Well, Brian. Every, everything is really Brian's fault in these movies, isn't it? It's true. He just wanted a tuna melt, and look at what happened. Look, and look what that hath wrought. Yeah. So, uh, Christine, do you have any more notes or anything on it? I don't think so. I really think um, what you were saying when I was screaming, that's exactly how I feel. That that did it. Yeah. It it takes (laughs) itself too seriously without being good. Yeah. That being said, I enjoyed it more than two of the other Fast and Furious movies. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, And I feel like I'm hoping, based on what Erica said, uh, that it is on the right track, if you will. Yeah, we'll We'll get there. We'll get there. We're working towards it. What did I tell you? I said this from the beginning. You did. You told me I would have to sit through 95 hours of Fast and the Furious films before they got good, I believe is what you said. Yep. Uh Uh-huh. That's pretty much it. Uh, But it's going to be worth it. If you say so. I believe you. Yeah. I mean, truth be told, I don't want to have lived in a world where I didn't give Step Up two a chance after Step Up 1. Exactly. Okay, so should we rate it? Are we ready? Yes. Yeah, sure. All right, so let's go reverse this time. Christine, quality of film? Six. I was going to go 5.75. Yeah. 8.5. Woo! <laughs> Sing it, sister. Sing it loud. Uh, quality of enjoyment of life and such and all whatever else we call it, Christine. All the things. Um... Uh, 6.5. Wow, you're going higher than I thought. I'm going 
Um, 5.5. Because I did enjoy it more. And again, don't hold me to whatever I said about the last couple movies because I don't remember anything. Um, slightly more enjoyable than average for me. But again, I just am constantly annoyed at what it lacks. Mm-hmm. Erica? 8.75. Damn, damn straight, girlfriend. <laughs> you, you hold on to that rating. <laughs> Yay me. All right. Now, uh, let us, as we close out the show, uh, Netflix instant recommendations, ladies. Do we have them? Um, I wouldn't call mine a recommendation so much as something that I watched because I haven't been watching anything. <laughs> and so you not recommend it? Well, I, would, I think I think anybody would think that I was being serious. Um, I I watched the second um, GI Joe movie. I like those GI Joe movies. I do too. Yeah, I really like them. I didn't see either one of them. So you're saying this without irony that you really do like them. I really enjoy those movies. I like the first one better, but the second one, I mean, it took me six time tries to watch it, but that was just because I kept starting it really, really late. Okay. And this but is the it, one with The Rock? Yes. Okay. All right. Didn't know it was on instant. It is. See, this is why I, I do these things for you. Thank you. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Uh, Erica? Um, I have not watched anything on Netflix recently. I'm looking at my my <laughs> recently watched right or my list right now, so I could try and pick something. And I really haven't watched anything at all. Okay, well then, your recommendation is that people read a book. Actually, yes, it is. I'm rereading Gone Girl. Go read oh, Gone I Girl. Read oh, so good! Are you read so it. excited for that movie? Read it right now i'm so excited actually this is what i this is what i could briefly talk about i watched a bunch of trailers this weekend because mm-hmm. i was like oh i want to watch a trailer for this and the trailer for this um and i started rereading gone girl and i hadn't watched the trailer yet so i watched that trailer and it looks really good i don't know i'm still a little conf- conflicted about ben affleck being cast because i just yeah. i picture nick a lot younger but it looks like he's doing a good job in the trailer so i'm, I'm reserving judgment until I actually see it. Yeah, the first trailer was, was out of control good, and then I was a little bit meh with the second trailer that I saw, but I'm still have, having really high hopes. Yeah, I I feel like I don't I don't know which trailer I watched. I just Google Gone Girl trailer. I don't know if it was the first or the second, um, but it felt, like, especially because, uh, no, I don't, I don't want to talk about it because I'll accidentally spoil it. Yeah, I'm definitely going to read it, so. But I felt like what they showed was like what I'm the part that I'm reading, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. Well, with the with the one that I saw when the first one came out, when it first you know got announced, I like I almost started crying because it was exactly what was in my head. I was just so impressed and excited. I have to I have to look and watch the other one. Um, but yeah, but read Gone Girl right now. Do it. Just go turn off the podcast. Go read it because it's fantastic, even on a second read. Um, I gave it to my mom. I should ask for it back. I I bought it this week for my Kindle. I'd taken it out from the library the first time, and I was like, you know what? I want to read this. I'm going to give it money. There you go. Um, oh, and I also watched the trailer for Tusk. Have you guys watched that trailer no. yet? What is Tusk? No. Tusk is Kevin Smith's new horror movie. Oh, mm. I've heard of it. Which I'm super excited for. I thought he wasn't making movies anymore. Isn't he? He's not. He's Maybe. retired. Shh. Maybe you were hoping. He's retired. Right. Um, no, the 
Twitter actually convinced him to make this movie. But Justin Long is in it, whom I love. Um, and Haley Joel Osment is in it, which is super. <laughs> and Michael Parks is in it again. And I feel like he gets, well, Michael Parks is just fantastic. Like, he doesn't need Kevin Smith to get a good uh, performance out of him. But the story is just, like, so fucked that the trailer looks so creepy. And I was like, I really want to see this. Interesting. I still it's haven't a- seen Red State. Very creepy mm. trail. Uh, that oh. rem- reminded me. Somehow I missed this, but I had it on my list. I just skipped over it. I saw Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Oh, how was that? I really liked it. I loved the first one. Ooh. I thought this one had apes riding horses, shooting guns. I mean, that's a movie for me. Apes, yes, horses, yes, guns, it is. Plague, like I'm, I'm in it to win it. It was, it was very good. It was, I thought, just as good as the first one. Maybe a little better. Um, I liked where it was going. I liked where it can still go. Uh, highly recommend. And again, I also recommend going to the movies at like 9 a.m. Because people don't have cell phones at that time of day. And they showed the trailer to Gone Girl. That's what reminded me. Oh, well, look at you. Yeah, indeed. All right. I do have a Netflix instant recommend. Um, and this was purely timely because, sadly, last month we lost one of Broadway's... Uh, Best broads ever, Elaine Stritch. Yes. Um, to the masses, you would probably know her from 30 Rock. She was Jack's mom. But she just it was an incredible Broadway performer. And last year, they put together a documentary called Elaine Stritch, Just Shoot Me. Which is oh, was, I saw it. It popped up in my recommended. Did you watch it? No. Did you like it? Oh, yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. I had actually started watching it. Like, it was weird. I started watching it like a week before she passed away. Because I was excited because I put that on my queue and then I saw it was going on instant. I'm like, oh, score. And then I started watching it, didn't get to finish it, and then she died. I'm like, and I just needed more Lane Stritch in my life. It's, what's great about the documentary is it just, I mean, she really was one of a kind. She was a performer, like they, the typical, they don't make them like they do anymore. Uh, she just, you know, had a distinctive voice. She had a distinctive style. She was brassy. She was outspoken. And she was 87, I think, when she passed away. Um, and the, in the film, she's, I mean, she is 85 or so when they're making it. She knows her time is coming and she talks very openly about that and how she wants to be remembered and how she wants to die, how she doesn't want to die. So watching it now post her passing away is really powerful. Um, and it's, it's well worth the watch. And it's really funny because she was funny. The stay for the credits, because at the end of the credits, is just her misnaming Bernadette Peters, and it's really, really hard to make funny, unless you're Elaine Stritch. Um, so I, I would recommend it to anybody, even if you're not a Broadway person. She was just a really fascinating movie star, and star, I guess. So. Yeah, yeah. I cried quite a bit. Yeah. I, I sometimes. I can imagine. Yep. Uh, now, on with that, Christine, I had asked yeah. you if you wanted to think of what to cover next. Oh, this so is so much. I can't pick a movie because I pick Freeway and look how that It's turned so out. much pressure. Did you think of anything or no? Um, I was wondering if maybe you wanted to do two um, newer horror releases. Okay. Like, um, for instance, just spitballing here, um, Oculus and Mr. Jones. Say that again. Oculus. Oh, is Oculus out? It is. And Mr. Jones. Okay, maybe. They're 
There are two movies that I really want to see, but I have, um, I don't think I'll ever make myself watch. Is Oculus released yet, is what I meant. Yes, I believe so. Okay. I mean, at the gym, on the TV, it tells me it is. Sorry, large, Okay, it's a save on Netflix. That's my only... Damn it! We'll just have to figure out timing. When does it come out, then? I don't know. Give it to me. Here, let me put it on my queue and see what it says. Um, we'll figure it out, but I, I like the idea of two newer horror movies. Yeah. Why not? Why okay. not? Right. And then shortly after that, we'll have to do our Step Up 5 Fast and Five Furious. Well, I was going to say, do you, if you want more time for that to come out, do you want to just do that next? We could just do that next. Since Step Up comes out next weekend anyway. Oh my God, guys, Step Up comes out next weekend. Okay. We could plan that. Well, note that the next show you'll get will either be Modern Horror or... Step of five. And whatever. Ooh. Fast and Furious five. But Both really sound wonderful. All in. Everybody comes back. Mostly. In both movies. I know. It's going to be so much moose. Except Channing Tatum. Except Channing Tatum. And Sharni Vinchon, which saddens me. But I'm sure she had, like, busy things to do. Let's just watch 22 Jump Street again. All okay. of us. Okay. I suppose. There's, there's a fast... Step Up 3D again. It's on, like, ABC Family... It rotates with burlesque, which makes my life better. There's a Fast and the Furious joke in 22 Jump Street. Well, then. It, I bet it's funnier than anything in the Fast and the Furious movies. Is there a good villain in the 22 Jump Street movie? Yes. See? See? How hard can it be? Yeah. All right. On that note, we'll be back eventually with something or another. In the meantime, you can find us on Facebook at The Feminine Critique uh, or on Twitter at... The, at Feminine podcast. I think that's right. We, we we use it quite a bit, as you can see. All the time. Well, like, even when I do use it, which at one time I did, it's all set in my like phone and stuff, so I don't. Right, so. Yeah. I yeah. We we live in a modern age where we just don't know ourselves anymore, man. <sighs> all right. So everybody, drive safely and not furiously. No, drive furiously. It's much more fun. And don't hitchhike with Keeper Sutherland because nothing good will come from that. Yeah, definitely not. According to the girls, like the movie Freeway. Sexo! Oh god. Oh god, good night. I never thought hyenas essential. They're crude, but unspeakably plain. But maybe they've a glimmer of potential. If allied to my vision and brain. Your powers of retention are as wet as a warthog's backside. But thick as you are, pay attention. My words are a matter of pride. It's clear from your vacant expression. The lights are not all on upstairs. But we are talking kings and successions. Even you can't be caught unawares. So prepare for the chance of a lifetime Be prepared for sensational news A shining new era is tiptoeing nearer And where do we feature? Just listen to teachers
I know it sounds sordid, but you'll be rewarded when at last I am given my dues. And injustice deliciously squared. Be prepared. Yeah, be prepared. <laughs> we'll be prepared. For what? For the death of the king. Why, is he sick? No, fool, we're gonna kill him. And Simba, too. Great idea! Who needs a king? No, no king, no king, la 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 la. Idiots, there will be a king. Hey, but you said uh... I will be king. Stick with me, and you'll never go hungry again. Mantic 